This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Saturday Squiz is your shortcut to being informed weekend style. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire Nato, work from home, Barbie and the FIFA Women's World Cup in this episode today. It's a couple of things. Uh, also, a bit of a toss-up as to whether Barbie or Nato was the biggest story of the week. <laughs> Which is something I never thought we'd say, to be <laughs> honest. Um, but that's where the week has landed. Let's get into it. Most clicked link, of course, first, Claire, was a link to a door in Edinburgh. It's another sentence I'm surprised about. I never thought I'd say this and you are outraged. (laughs) Uh, This blasted door, this story really irritates me. Really, She's really, really quite cranky. (laughs) I don't quite know exactly why it irritates me so much, but Kate, talk us through it. Well, I think, I mean, all I know is that it's a door in Edinburgh that the council has a problem with because it's in a heritage area and this lady would like it to be pink yes, or uh, in this case, off-white is her opinion of what it is, but the council is still saying no. Yeah. And she's got a lot of media, not just now, but last year as well. It's one of these stories that keeps going on. It just annoys me. Squiz has clicked on it. (laughs) Look, <laughs> it's actually just not that interesting. We're going to have to agree to disagree. Do you on think that one. the door is off white or do you think it's pink? Oh, no, it's pink. <laughs> like, seriously. It's not worthy of a minute conversation as far as Claire's concerned. <laughs> so, we're going to move on. There is a link in your episode notes if you really, really need to see this door. Um, but you know what? You probably don't need to see it. No, you really don't. <laughs> My head is exploding. Claire, let's talk about NATO. The Leaders' Summit is um, obviously we have decided bigger than Barbie as far as hardcore serious <laughs> yes. news goes, but we are going to talk about Barbie because it is going to be oh, a big thing. Barbie is everywhere it's at everywhere. the moment, um, all of those premieres, but uh, we reckon that pretty important to get across story is all these world leaders coming together to talk about Ukraine. Kind of a thing. It's a big story this week for sure. What was your takeout? Um, I think that, look, there's a lot of differences between all of those nations that are actually part of NATO and the fact that they've managed to stick together Mm. now for quite a long time to support Ukraine is really quite something. I think that's down to Vladimir Zelensky Mm. and the job that he's done, which is just incredible, but also obviously the fight that Ukrainians are putting up and what they've done over the last 18 months. And when you pull it all together, the support that nations are giving, Australia has given about $900 million worth of support to Ukraine. It's quite a bit. Uh, And it's well past the $100 billion level when you look at all of those nations. It's pretty incredible. For me, Claire, lots of talk about who is in NATO and who is not in NATO. Um, Obviously, that was a big topic of conversation, uh, especially around the fact that Ukraine wants to join. Mm. Um, Finland joined in April. Sweden's been given the green light. That was a big story this week. This is going to 
show some ignorance on my part, but I didn't realise the issues between Sweden and Turkey, Hungary a little bit as well, but Turkey in particular. I don't think anyone's going to ping you for not knowing <laughs> I think it's okay. the specific issues between Sweden and Turkey. Well, you probably know. Well, look, <laughs> only because we've had to do all this reading over the years now yeah. and what it comes down to is that Turkey under President Erdogan uh, has really been quite bolshy about pushing back against nations that don't line up with their worldview. Mm. Um, Erdogan has a particular issue with the Kurds. Uh, there's Kurdish organisations that are in Sweden. They protested. Uh, they burned Korans quite recently, which mm. was quite offensive to Turkey. Uh, and what Erdogan said is, well, you know, stuff you, Sweden. If you're not going to crack down on that kind of behaviour, then we're not going to support you. And what's happened since is that Sweden has passed laws that have sort of appeased Erdogan. Mm. So um, what happened this week was he said, okay, all right, Sweden, you can join. Yep. So they're now a member, well, they're nearly a member of NATO. Yeah, there's a little bit to go through, a bit of administration and tidying up. But yeah, that'll make NATO 32 nations strong. 32 nations. Before we finish, of course, there was the local angle. Anthony Albanese met with UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak Claire on the sidelines of NATO. Yep. They talked about a heap of things, of course, uh, serious, you know, world politics, all yep. of that stuff, but they also made very staged Ashes jokes. They were clearly organised. They each printed copies of various things. They held them up. They, there were props. There were props. They made jokes about sandpaper. It was all there. Yeah. You used to be a press secretary to a politician. <laughs> Indeed. Staged jokes, yes or no? My theory is that if you have to print off anything to make <laughs> your joke work, it's really lame. <laughs> steer, steer clear of that. It was so awkward. It was Let's really, move on. really horrible. <laughs> New story we're talking about, Claire, this week didn't make it into the Squeeze Today podcast, actually, but Jeff Kennett, the former Premier of Victoria, lobbed an idea into the public domain this week, which got a lot of traction. Yep. He suggested that public servants who go to work, so who don't work from home or can't work from home, yep. should be paid more. On the face of it, seems outrageous, but it's actually a very nuanced debate about something that's very relevant for a lot of people. Yeah, we didn't cover it in the Squiz today because it's one of these things that's sort of bubbling under yeah. the surface. I think it is one of these conversations that we are having and certainly it's affecting a lot of people about whether they're required to go to work, whether they want to go to work, whether they want to stay at home, whether their job means that they have to go to work. Mm. So what Kenneth essentially said is that he believes that there's this growing divide between people who are required to do their job to go somewhere. So nurses, teachers, yeah. what you know, anyone who has to deliver service. a service. Yeah. yeah. Retail workers. Mm. Um, he says we should probably stop and have a think about that divide mm. and recognise that the people who do have to leave home to work, it's going to cost them more to commute, um, to buy work-appropriate clothes, all of those costs rack mm. up. Uh, it means those who work for home aren't spending that money. There's a there's a flip side to that. Exactly. So, of course, that yeah. was something that people had strong opinions on. Yep. Sally McManus, who's the boss of the union, she said that working from home costs money. So mm. she said things like electricity. Um, Kenneth, of course, Claire, in this debate was talking specifically about the public service. Yeah. As he put it, we pay their wages. So that's a conversation he wants us to be having. Yeah. He wasn't picking on them because they're public servants. He was just yeah. saying 
we all have a stake in that because we pay their wages. Because we pay their wages, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, it's applicable though, I guess, this conversation to the private sector too and it's been a big story this week. Plenty of problems with businesses getting people back into the office. Yeah, so CBA, the Commonwealth Bank, had mm. a big discussion about this this week. Um, they said that their staff, and they have a lot of staff, about 25,000 of them. Well, that- more. It's actually double that. Um, when you get into the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. twenty five thousand but who the can office work from home yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Um, they're in jobs that don't require them to be there in person to deliver that service but they are required to be in the office for half of the time half of the time in a month is what they've mandated many aren't happy about it they say it's more expensive to come to work and then the debate continues they're taking this to the fair work mm. commission the bank says it's very much a hybrid approach on their part basically they're concerned about people being productive and non-collaborative when they're working from home. Yeah, and that's their organisational view. But yeah. plenty of other organisations have taken different views to that. Atlassian is a really good example, the Australian big tech company. We're still not sure what they do. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who works at Atlassian, can you tell us what you do? We know it's great. Productivity tools, yes. collaboration tools, all of those sorts of things. It's very techie. Um, they've said and they've taken the view that you could work anywhere in the world. Their view is they want the mm. best people and you can do your job wherever you go. They just want people to come into the office four times a year. There's a discussion also on a four-day work week, mm. which is a whole thing. There's businesses trialling that. Mm. Um, that conversation's for another day. But the big thing happened this week that sparked all of this, and I guess we're kind of going backwards here, but really to wrap it all together, the Commonwealth Public Service agreed with the union to no caps on work from home days. So this is a bias towards approving requests and rights to work from home, basically for Commonwealth Public Service employees. That's 174,000 bureaucrats. That's 103 agencies that are affected by this. Long story short, it's a big move away from the way we worked pre-COVID. And we've been talking about flexibility for a long time, but it really seems to be on hyperspeed and there's still not a clear answer really. There isn't. I think people listening could be interested in how we approach it. Yeah, sure. So what we do (laughs) is basically a really flexible arrangement. Mm. We've had to for exactly that Atlassian reason. We want the best people to work with us and we do have people now as a result of taking that view all over the country. Yeah, so we have people in Adelaide, Brisbane, Sydney, Canberra, Canberra, Goldie, Gold Coast, <laughs> they're all over the place. Yeah. But for us it was about, you know, the best people working for us and where they were based. Yeah. Um, and it's very much a work from home uh, culture, I guess, here at the Squiz. I still, I think, as the person that like pushes the payout into the bank accounts. <laughs> the boss. The boss, I guess, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I still do worry about connection yeah. and about collaboration and about all of those things. And there's some people I think who are really good at it and tools like Slack are really good. Yeah. But I do worry about that in-office experience and just all those incidental conversations that you have. But it's good to be open-minded and we're certainly making it work. But I, I get the mental health questions about all of this About as well. all of that and about productivity and mm. that's, you know, that's a huge conversation at the moment. Um, I guess from us we don't know the answer. We're trying a few things Um, and there's lots of different approaches to this one and it's a conversation that affects pretty much all of us. Let's move on. Coming up, Claire, there's some really fun stuff coming up. This is a good segment this week. Let's start with Barbie because, as you said, it's absolutely everywhere. Yeah, 
out on Thursday, the actual movie. The actual movie is actually coming finally. <laughs> We're going to stop talking about all the PR yeah. and all the trailers. We can actually go and see the movie. Um, Kate, you recommended that I watch the Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig um, interview with Sarah Ferguson on 7.30 and I'm really glad you did. Um, you, I thought, I mean, of all the media they've done, uh, the one thing I suggested <laughs> is the 7.30 report interview. It's Look, it, it's terrific. So, yeah. yeah, really enjoyed it. I um, have been very sceptical of Barbie because they've built it up so much. But when I watched that interview, um, and we'll put a link to it in mm. people's episode notes, it's my recommendation this week, I was filled with confidence that it's going to be great. Mm. Um, they seem to be such thoughtful people, of course, and I think that if you don't know who they are and you don't know much about them, have a read about Margot yeah. Robbie and about Greta Gerwig. Um, I, yeah, I'm filled with confidence that it's going to be a great movie. They are two very, very smart women. Yeah. You can really see that they've put a lot of thought into this and taken control of that artistic direction with it. Uh, it's more than art, though. It's also about making a point and the idea that there's this feminist film based around Barbie when for many, I mean, of course, Barbie's an icon, Yeah, but also to many people very problematic and the sort of view that she might represent around this sort of female ideal. Um, But listening to those women, it's it's a very interesting take clearly that they've taken on it. And Sarah Ferguson said in that interview it's going to be a cultural moment. A cultural moment. I really hope it's good now. I'm definitely going to go to the movies to see it. Um, The other thing that's a bit interesting about what's happening at Mm. the movies this week is that Oppenheimer is out on the same day. Yeah completely different movies. (laughs) Like if you could pick an opposite. If you can pick an opposite, this is it. So Christopher Nolan film about the man who invented the atomic bomb. What a contrast. (laughs) Yeah, and Oppenheimer is star-studded. It's just these people, Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, Florence Pugh, Rami Malek. It's going to be huge. The list goes on. Um, As I said, I'll opt for Barbie. Look, I reckon I will just because I think you have to see it, given it is such a moment, yeah. Um, but very closely followed by Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer I'm, goes for three hours. Barbie I'm, goes for two hours, if that helps. I'm in. It's fine. <laughs> oh, you've got three hours. I don't know, three-hour film. I oh. think the point, though, that we're talking about going to the cinema yeah. is really interesting because I reckon I will go to the cinema for these, um, but I don't think I've been to the cinema since before COVID. I'm trying to think if you have. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Yeah. Yeah, so this will be quite well, you've a you've had kids and stuff True. during that period, True. which makes but it no, a bit But no, I don't think that I've, you know, had an event like this that no. I really want to go and see and I want to see it in the cinema. It's a very good point. Yep. Um, other stuff happening this week, school holidays are done and dusted for all states and territories. Yep. Now, it's also World Emoji Day on Monday, Claire. Should we launch our campaign for a white wine emoji? Look, I reckon um, that's a really great idea and I think <laughs> people are going to get behind it. <laughs> it's outrageous. In huge numbers. So just clarify, there is no white wine emoji There's if you're no looking for one. There's no white wine emoji. Yeah. Squizzes I think are fair and I think they're very supportive and I think they'll get behind it. <laughs> it's just outrageous. We've been outraged about this for a really long time and some people listening might know that because we've talked about it before. Yeah. Um, but when we get to Friday afternoon and Claire and I want to send each other an emoji, there isn't one that sums up what we're doing and that's devastating. I'm sorry, but the red wine one just doesn't do it. It doesn't do the same thing. I know. There you go. Um, 
also the big thing this week is the start of the FIFA Women's World Cup. Another thing that feels like it's been coming for a while and it's finally yeah. happening. Yeah, doesn't it? It feels like it's been forever. Mm. But uh, it's going for a month, 20th of July to the 20th of August. The first Aussie game is on Thursday. That's against Ireland. 8pm, uh, get ready for it. In our uh, pool we've got Ireland, Nigeria and Canada. Yeah, well done. Um, if people, um, thank you. If people need to know that. Yeah. Um, we were also having a discussion about the broadcasting of the Women's World Cup. It's been a whole thing. Yeah, it has to trace down exactly who's doing what. So yeah. it looks like Seven are broadcasting the Matildas games but not all of the matches. No. Um, so, yeah, you need to get on to Optus. If you want to watch every single match, yeah. every single thing, Optus has got them all and then Seven's got the Matildas. Seven Plus I think is where it's at. Um, Education Minister Jason Clare is at the Press Club on Thursday, so likely a conversation in the news about the state of our education system, how we tackle the various issues involved in that. Finally, there'll also be plenty of chat about the RBA Governor Philip Lowe, who will no longer be our Governor come September. September, yeah. yeah. 17th, I think it is. So tough day for Philip Lowe uh, yesterday and, yeah, tough particularly when you're just the central banker and you're getting papped coming out of your home in the morning <laughs> as you're trying to get into work and you've basically lost your job. So, yeah. yeah, really difficult one for him. But he is heading to India with Jim Chalmers. So that'll be a comfortable conversation on the plane. They've I'm got sure. a whole big meeting of central bankers. Jim Chalmers, of course, our treasurer and the one who has said that his term won't be renewed. So, yeah, a bit orcs. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> just have a drink. Yeah. Squeeze recommends, Claire, um, of course, it's important to understand this phenomenon that is Barbie. Yep. Um, and I am recommending that interview with Sarah Ferguson amongst a variety of other recommendations that will be in our Saturday <laughs> Squeeze newsletter. Uh, I've also started an interview between Dua Lipa and Greta Gerwig, a podcast interview from the end of last year. It's an hour and a bit long. I'm halfway through and, gee, it's a great chat. Okay. Really recommend it. Yeah, you need to G me up to get anything sort of much past half an hour to listen to on podcasts. So if you reckon it's a good one. Yeah, no, it's a good chat. Okay. Yeah. Well, have a listen to that. Uh, I'm recommending the Matilda series on Disney+. Plus. Um, I think part of the joy of sport, Kate, I'm sure you will absolutely agree, yeah. is the stories of these people um, and the richness of who they are and they just have this talent and they're from all walks of life and that's absolutely the case with the Matildas. The journey that they've been on the mm. last couple of years is really huge. Um, I've just started that series. I've learned how lucky we are to have Tony Gustafsson. As uh, our coach. As our coach. coach yeah. He's a Swede and he had huge success in the United States. Um, also just seeing the pressure on Sam Kerr. Mm. She's a big player. She's one of the best in the world and she's our captain. So it's going to be epic. And she loves the big moments. Yeah. So bring it on. She's good at them. Yeah. Yeah. Squeeze Press, Claire, anyone listening on Spotify, a uh, very quick one from us today. There's a feature on the app where you can answer questions we will ask you. We'll start simple this week by asking you what you think. Of Saturday Squeeze. And the important thing to tell people is how you actually do yeah, this. Tell, tell me how you do it. So okay. if you're listening on Spotify, grab your phone, yep. click on the episode, and at the bottom you'll see a little Q&A section. It'll say uh, Q&A. Yeah. Yep. Scroll down, hit reply. You can send a private message to us. It's a okay. private message and you can say whatever you want. Hopefully it's kind. Um, you can be honest but hopefully it's it's nice and flattering. Um, and we can decide to leave those replies private or publish them to Spotify that's basically it. 
easy. Yeah. So Let's if you like what it. we do, it's sort of like leaving us a review. It helps us grow. It helps us talk to people about what we're doing. Um, and we'd really appreciate if you're listening on Spotify to give that a bit of a whirl. Well done. We'll be back next week. Thank you.